I want to give a special shout out to the team at CastSource. They have made my dreams come true for this podcast and they can make yours as well. If you have any aspirations of hosting your own podcast, talk to my guy, Eric. You can find him on Twitter at Eric underscore Kaz, K-A-Z. He is all about giving people a platform and letting their voice be heard. So reach out and you won't regret it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to From the Players Podcast, where I am here for all of you past, present, and future players. This is a place where we keep it real and hear from athletes on who they are beneath the jersey and off the field. Without further ado, I am Sydney Supley. I am your host. From the Players is presented by Sports Entrepreneur and part of the Cast Source Podcast Network. Welcome to Athletes and Entrepreneurs, the Alumni Journey. I'm Rob Finkelstein, founder and CEO of Alumni Direct. We've created a platform to help athletes and other alumni connect through their infinity groups. It's a place that uh, we really want to help out all these uh, people. And this show, Athletes, Entrepreneurs, Alumni Journey, it's all about, we interview former collegiate and professional athletes, and we talk about their journey out of sports. And it's about teaching inspiring athletes about life after sports. But we're excited today because we were doing a little twist. So we have Sydney Supple on with us in it's a twist because she's still playing. So we get to kind of hear it from the front end of that whole journey that's about to happen. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. And so Sydney plays softball at Northwestern. And she also, in her busy time, I'm sure busy with playing, but she's a broadcaster. She's doing some journalist stuff, working, doing some stuff with CBS Sports. She broadcasts some of the games, Northwestern and the other sports. And then she's a podcaster and her show is from the players which we're all, all excited to hear about it. So I'm going to ask you some different questions and it's just a fun laid back show. And again, looking forward to it. I love it. I'm an open book, so ask away. Awesome. Good deal. So tell me about sports playing up and how it shaped you going up leading up to college. Absolutely. I'm the first to tell anybody that sports has really shaped me into the woman that I am today. I mean, just so many intangible lessons that you learn of just one, just the hard work and how if you're willing to pour your heart and soul and put your body on the line into something, amazing things could come out of it. But most importantly, I think it has just surrounded me with the best relationships I could have ever dreamt of. It taught me the power of having somebody believe in me and it taught me the power of believing in myself. And when you can combine those two things and be surrounded on a team or in a room full of people who all believe in each other, amazing things could happen. And that's like the true empowerment that sports has given me of just how to walk into a room with my head held high and be confident in who I am and be confident in my preparation and the work to be able to, when you know my name's called on the field or off the field, that I could go out there with confidence. And I think those are some of just the little lessons sport has taught me while also you know overcoming failure, discipline, and all those other intangibles. But I think most importantly, it's taught me how special it is when you're on a team full of people who believe in each other. Wow, that that is awesome. And I will say that it's probably one of the best answers I've had on the show. So <laughs> it shows City's maturity, even though she's still in college. Yeah, that was great. When you were a kid growing up, did you dream of being a professional athlete? Yes, I mean, softball has been a dream of mine. When I was younger, my sister played college softball. So I was kind of raised at the ball field, got to watch her play in her career. 
And, you know, my parents are wonderful in putting me in everything from sailing to gymnastics. So I was really exposed to so many sports. But right away, I knew there was something special about softball. And I think what it is, is the fact that you wake up every day and the game never knows who's supposed to win. And you always have a shot of winning until you're down to your very last out. It's so different than, you know, a timed sport where you feel the clock running out. Softball, seven innings and anything can happen in seven innings. And I think that's the part I love about it. You can never get too comfortable. You're always on your toes. There's always a chance for you to come back in any game. And and that's the beauty of it for me. That's definitely a great way to look at it. I always joke around and say that I wanted to be a major league baseball player. Unfortunately, the talent wasn't there, so I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're telling all the stories that need to be told. That's equally as amazing. Absolutely. So we'll fast forward now into college. And so some of the things we talk about, as I mentioned, athlete transition out of sports is a major issue today, whether it's on the mental health side, financial literacy, to even just to know what people want to do afterwards. So talk a little bit about from an educational standpoint, and every school is different, but does Northwestern do anything regarding curriculum that kind of guides athletes once they're going to be done with sports? Yes. I truly believe Northwestern is so special because of how much it invests in who we are as people first before athletes. And that's so important, especially that's one of the reasons why I chose Northwestern because I felt like it gave me not only the best athletic opportunities, but academic. And that was very important to me because like you said, there is life beyond the game. And that's something growing up you don't really think of. Even all you know is your sport. And when I came here, the amount of work that they pour into us of what do you want your career to be? What are you passionate in the classroom? And that's where I really found my love for journalism and the fact that I knew I loved sports, but journalism has helped me understand why I love sports. I love the stories behind athletes. Those are the stories I want to help tell and shine light to. So it's really, Northwestern has given us so many opportunities to find our identity when we step off the field. Because for so many of us, all we know is our identity on the field. And I think that's like really key in that transition. Now, the transition will always be hard because for most of us who are collegiate professional athletes, you apply this work because you love it most of the time was probably your first love in your life. And so it's kind of like you're mourning that loss, but I'm definitely so thankful for Northwestern for also showing me other things that I love in terms of what I want my career to be someday. But I also, I get that same butterflies excitedness when I'm calling a game for our, our student U program here with the Big Ten Network. So it's just helped me find other areas that I'm passionate in so I can pour into those when I'm done with my athletic career but there's always going to be that little bit of loss in our hearts because as athletes, we love the game that we play. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you have blood, sweat, and tears and all those years playing, and then all of a sudden it's it's over. And, and, and I'm glad to hear that Northwestern's doing that. I mean, it, it's across the board hearing about what different schools are doing. And that's one of the things that we're trying to do too at Alumni Direct is look at ways that we can work with athletic departments and kind of bring in a team of professionals, whether it be, again, the mental health or the financial advisors or people that talk about networking, connecting career people, just to, to give guidance so that when the sport is over, again, there's something for them. And, and then carrying that over, not only for the current students, but also looking to help alumni students as well. And that's so important. And what you guys are doing is absolutely amazing because it's not the case it's for a lot of schools. There's not a lot of resources or 
where athletes are never able to really think about that next step. So when they graduate, they're kind of, they don't have that community helping them. So to have that community in college start planting the seeds is really important. I think it's amazing what you're doing. Yeah, thank you. No, it needs to be done. I mean, it's just when you hear some of these different stories about what's going on with athletes, it's definitely needed out there. So let's talk about alumni engagement. And I'll share some stories too, but what's it like in Northwestern? Do alumni athletes come back? And, and I'm not just talking about like the basic, you know, like the golf tournaments and things like that, but do they come back and kind of work and guide and mentor the athletes in, across all sports? That was actually one of the things that really sold me on Northwestern was how strong the alumni network is. They are so passionate and so ready to give back. It's been amazing throughout the years. How many just cold emails or messaging on social media or messaging on LinkedIn, just saying like, hey, I go to your alma mater, telling about myself, you know, love to connect, go cats. And they are so willing to connect with anybody who wear the purple end. And that's what's so special is that because Northwestern is a smaller school, you know, around 8,000 undergrad. And so I think right away, they just understand that that bond is so huge and they they want to share their experiences. They want to help with networking. They want to help with opportunities. And I've been blown away at every person that I reached out to has just poured into me. I can talk about so many amazing women and Didi Massey, who is now the VP of Diversity and Inclusion at CBS Sports has really been a mentor for me since my freshman year and helped me get my foot in the door at CBS Sports, who I now work part-time with while being a collegiate athlete and has led me to some amazing opportunities. And then Lisa Byington, who is a Northwestern undergrad and graduate alumni, who is now the voice of the Milwaukee Bucks, who I was able to shadow her this winter and have the headphones on as she was calling the game and as I was sitting right next to her. So just so many amazing people and Specifically, as a softball program in the athletic department, we see former athletes coming back all the time to our games, to our practices, or just reaching out to us. We have a wonderful program called NU for Life that I sit on the board of that is all about connecting athletes with other alumni networking, specifically in their field, and just bridging those gaps and helping us create those relationships that we may not need now, but we're going to look for five years down the road. Yeah, that's great. I'll tell you what, I mean, <laughs> everything you're saying is kind of like the poster child of how it should be done. And yes. I'm glad to hear they're doing that there. There's been a couple other universities that I've talked about as well that, that I've heard that. So uh, that's great. And I think people need to tap into that, especially in the case when you are done with the sport, nothing better than to reach out to alumni, like you said, that are willing to help out. So I want to talk about a little bit about social media, because this is something that at times I've talked to other athletes that they've been out a long time like myself. So social media didn't exist back then. But now that it does, talk about the importance of, you know, now with social media, you hear stories, the good and the bad. You hear some stories about athletes that made mistakes maybe and, and said things. Do they do things at the school there to kind of guide athletes through and maybe give some advice as well? Yeah, we've had a few social media training. I think the biggest one I can think of is when my softball team qualified for the 2022 Women's College World Series this past year. You know, we kind of had to sit down and let's look through profiles. You know, let's make sure everything we have on there represents yourself, how you want to be represented, because all of a sudden you're on a big stage and everyone's pulling up your social media right away and wants to see your pictures and wants to see what you do. And so just making sure we were representing ourselves in the university, how we wanted to be representing them. And I think that was really important. But 
I think social media is is such a beautiful tool and such a dangerous tool. And part of the work that I do for CBS Sports is I help run one of their social media channels for their all-female broadcast show called We Need to Talk. So from that aspect, I've seen the beautiful sides of it where I'm able to showcase these women and help them tell their stories and tell athlete stories. And, and I feel like really just let people see who they are as people, which is really special. But on the other side, I've, I've seen it from an athlete side where, you know, we just won the Big Ten Championship and our social media is blowing up and we get to share the really fun sides of it, of our celebrations. And we get to kind of show like our personal side to the world. But then, you know, I've seen it after a tough loss and you get the comments and you get all the, sometimes the trolls that can come on your page and direct message you, all these things. So it's something that you have to understand. You can't get too caught up with the highs because then it allows you to get too caught up with the lows. And that's something we've really learned of when it's a joyous place, let it make you smile, but don't let it completely be your only source of happiness because then when it's not a joyous place, it can really bring you down. So you really just have to be aware of that. And and you look at it and you understand that they're telling a story for a reason and that you don't need to be engaged with it. All that matters is the people on your team or the people that you love that are in your circle, your family, your friends. All that matters is what they think of you, not what you know the social media right. world thinks of you. And that's something it's hard to grasp, especially as a younger kid getting thrust into like a big stage. But it's something that I've been able to kind of learned throughout my career how much time do I want to spend on there and at certain parts of the season I definitely take a step back because I just want to be present with the people I am and those are the only opinions that matter to me that's great advice because I mean that's sad when you hear used negatively I mean I always talk about be careful what you put in writing because you never know where it's going to go I guess it's kind of less on social media but that was great one thing that from social media kind of leads a little bit into the talk about NIL name image likeness so Talk a little bit about your perspective of it on both the positives and the negatives. Positives, I mean, it's definitely a wonderful opportunity for collegiate athletes to be able to do things such like host their own camp and to be able to use our name and our image on it. It's something when I started college and I would help camps, it was very hard. Like they couldn't promote me using the camp. I just kind of had to be there. And so it's been fun to go back to my hometown and you know, to have my picture up there and my name so people knew that like I was hosting this camp and that they were going to see me. So that part is really exciting. And just some of the opportunities, especially for women that have been granted, have been amazing because a lot of women's sports athletes, their longevity is a lot different than a, a male where a male can go play professional, make millions. Where women, a lot of them are ending at college or playing professionally, but not getting you know, the same amount of salary as professional men athletes. So it's really a time where when we can really capitalize on who they are as athletes and make money from it, which is incredible. You're seeing a ton of women's basketball right now. You're seeing it in softball and some of the highest players. But I would be lying if I said, I don't think it also opened up a can of worms. Yeah. And I think playing college athletics is already so special and the chance to get your degree paid for is incredible. And I think opening up NAL has just brought even a bigger disparity between the top level athletes and some of the other teammates for certain sports compared to other sports. And I think that can be really dangerous for team chemistry. I think it can also be really dangerous for an 18 to 22 year old person who is balancing school and balancing being a full-time athlete 
and then also doing all these business deals on the side. And I just never want people to lose sight about what's important, which is getting your degree and playing for university. It's not over here trying to make as much money as you can. If you want to do that, do that in professional. So I think it's a two-sided coin, some positive, but also some negative. Yeah. And I think that like another thing that people talk about from a negative perspective would be from a financial literacy standpoint, because you, you know, looking at all of a sudden there's a windfall of money that might be coming in and just understanding that, you know, taxes need to be paid, different things like that. So I think there's certainly a need from education. I heard one story, uh, another athlete was telling me there was a, a guy that uh, he had some kind of NIA deal. It wasn't a huge one, but maybe like $30,000. But because of that deal, it brought his financial threshold upward. He lost his scholarship because he had that money. And then him and his friends blew the money just being at that age. And that he just yeah. wanted to have fun and all that. Oh, that's terrible. Yes. Instances like that, there's because it was such a quick change of the ruling, I don't think that a lot of universities have been able to catch up to speed of also how to educate as quickly as the rule came on. Right. And there's people out there that are trying to do that, which again is important. Yes as we look to help out the athletes with that. So now that you're finishing up in uh, you know, your senior year here playing, talk a little bit about kind of what's next. So that, like, you're, like I said, from the beginning, you're kind of getting ready to make that transition out of playing, unless you're going to play professionally. But I mean, is that something that's on the books for you? Or What's kind of interesting, not professionally, but I do have another year of eligibility due to COVID that I'm considering right now going into season. But I think for me, like I'm just, like I said, I was able to find another love and passion at Northwestern, which is journalism between broadcasting and writing. I have so much passion for telling athlete stories and, and being able to still be involved in sports and tell games. So I'm really excited to pursue that. And I've been accepted into the master's program here at Northwestern and um, working with CBS Sports as well. I work with NU Athletics a ton. I'm calling a ton of games for BTN and even called some for ESPN Plus. So just really excited to pour into another career and while also like maintain my love of sports. That's awesome. And I think that what you just said, you didn't come up with the word, but I've heard so many people, you could tell that the city's very passionate about sports <laughs> and, sure, and what you're doing, which is great because I think that's important. I mean, a lot of, you know, you hear the flip side of the stories of some of these athletes where like we talked about earlier, that's all they've done is they played sports their whole life. And now all of a sudden it's like they're identifying themselves. Okay. I'm Sydney, the softball player, Rob, the runner, Mm -hmm. Bill, the baseball player. And like not looking at, no, you're a whole person. You have a long way ahead of you to do that. So I guess you kind of gave advice there on what to do, but any other tips as you're coming towards the end of college that you can give other collegiate athletes or even professional athletes when they're done with sport? The biggest thing that I've taken away, and it's something my mom always told me, and I didn't understand it until I got to the end of my college career, is softball is what I do, not who I am. And it's like you said, I for my longest time, I was always known as Sydney, the softball player. And it's something I take a lot of pride in and I'm very proud of. And I've loved my career and I, I've loved how people have seen me. But I think as I've gotten older, I'm like, all right, like there's more to me. And I'm excited to explore that. And I'm excited to share that to people. I'm excited for people to learn that side of me. And it's been really rewarding these last two years, I'd say specifically, even like parents of my teammates saying, hey, listen to you call that game. Or all of a sudden, like they started seeing me in a different light. I listen to your podcast. Like 
all of a sudden, for the first time in my life, like I was being recognized for things outside my sport. So I would just say, remember that there's so much more to you besides your sport. And it can be really scary trying to find those new things, but it's also really exciting. So I would say the biggest thing is find what lights your soul on fire as much as your sport, whether that's in the medical field, whether that's cranking out numbers, whether that's telling stories like it is for me, and just find what also makes you so excited to wake up every single morning and then pour as much as yourself into that as well because you've seen what it's done for you on the sports side. You've seen the amazing places that it has taken you and trust that that can happen in another area of your life as well. That's great. That's really great advice. And for all the listeners out there and the viewers, that's something, again, I commend you on your maturity of just where you're at. That's fantastic. So let's talk a little bit about kind of what you're doing today, even though we've kind of gone across, but maybe you talk a little bit about some of the things you're doing with, you know, working with youth, helping them out as an instructor. Talk a little bit about your podcast. Yeah. So I live a very crazy schedule in life. People always joke, when do you sleep? The question is not a whole lot, but I'm doing everything that I love. Obviously, I play college softball at Northwestern. We're right now getting into our postseason. We just won the Big Ten regular season in the Big Ten tournament. So that was really exciting. But on top of that, I write weekly blogs through our athletic department that has really become a fun thing for our softball fan base to follow, where I kind of give an inside perspective of what it's like in the locker room with us. What's our message that week? And that's been really fun to be able to share with our whole fan base throughout my career. And then I also, I know I've mentioned a few times, I work part-time with CBS Sports. Um, I help run their social media channels, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, where they're all female. It's actually the first ever all-female broadcast show in sports. So that's We Need to Talk, where there's incredible women who are hosting that. And then on top of that, I, I love giving lessons. I love giving back. I think something I'm most proud of is I was able to help raise money for my hometown. Uh, we raised together over $100,000 and built a new softball field in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. So every time I'm back for winter and summer, I love seeing girls on the field, but I love being able to just help them do pitching, hitting, fielding, anything lessons. I think for me too, it's just also teaching them the whole mental side of the game and how they can overcome so many of those hard moments. I think that's what I love to teach the very most. And on top of all that, I also call games. I do play-by-play and color commentary throughout the year. And it was fun now that we're done with midweek games. I've been able to call baseball's midweek games when they're playing. So my coach is amazing. She lets me practice in the mornings when I'm calling that in the evening. I think that sums it all. <laughs> That's a lot. Wow, I got my head spin out. I mean, you're just, <laughs> like you said, you need more than 24 hours for sure. But the only thing you didn't bring up was this world of podcasting. Talk a little about your podcast. Thank you. Yes. The podcast is something that I have really found so much joy and passion from. And it's so funny when I started at the beginning of softball season, I was like, I was set out on this journey to inspire others. And through the process, like I have completely re-inspired myself being able to interview all these people. For me, I really wanted to focus on when I started at launch it this spring was I wanted to use my niche, which is college softball and all the connections that I have in that and, and players that I played against and I've always looked up to or admired how they play or admired how they gave back to the game. So it comes out 
every week and I interview a different college softball player who's they've all so far this season I swear every single person I've interviewed their team has either won their conference tournament or they're like in the running right now like everyone's having a great season but it's been so fun to just hear about who they are as people and that was kind of the biggest thing is I wanted to give these players platforms who we turn on the TV and we see play every weekend, but we don't really know who are they as people. And, you know, I think right away, one that comes to my mind is I interviewed Jada Coleman, who was a two-time national champion for Oklahoma Sooners, one of the best players playing our sport right now. And she talked about her journey with faith and how she had never felt so low that after she won the national championship for the second time, because she realized she was worshiping all these earthly things and that was her way she found God and found faith. And it's all these stories that you would never hear from a regular broadcast that I've just been thankful that I've been able to just interview them and give them a space to share it so that hopefully when people follow them in their actual games, they feel way more connected to them on a personal level. That's great. I like that. It's a, a good way to find out, like you said, about more about what they are. Because, you know, as a fan, we're watching different sports on TV and you can make assumptions about athletes and all that, but it's kind of cool to hear their backgrounds and their true stories. And even just hearing like what you've talked about today about just, uh, did they name the field after you or? <laughs> you no, I did not let them do that. I'm on the scoreboard, but it's called Rainbow Park. <laughs> okay. But uh, anyway, that's great. So um, how do people find you? They can find me on my social media at Sydney, S-Y-D-N-E-Y underscore Supley, S-C-P-P-L-E. That's the same for Twitter and LinkedIn. And obviously my podcast is from the Players Podcast. And if anyone has ever has any questions or questions about their younger daughters, how I can help, I'm always open to talk with anybody. That's great. And you can find us on alumnidirect.com. Also, we're on Twitter and Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. And we really want to make an impact. This has been a great show and, and I'm really happy like I said, having that a little bit of a different perspective of having a younger athlete on because it is a, a major issue out there of athletes transitioning out of sports and if we can make an impact. So I encourage people to uh, you know, follow us. We're on uh, all different podcast networks as well as uh, YouTube. But again, thank you so much for doing this, Sydney. Oh, it's been my pleasure. I'm excited to follow your podcast as well. That would be great. Thanks. In case you haven't noticed, we love podcasts. In fact, we love building podcasts, everything from development to production. Because of all that, we're building a -a one-of-a-kind podcast network. If you have a podcast or looking to launch a new podcast, then we should talk. You can message me on Twitter at Eric underscore Kaz or hit us up any way that works for you. Let's talk about your podcast joining this one-of-a-kind podcast network.